Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm super excited because I have Aturya Shonya on with me today, and we are going to dive into Ayurveda, and we're going to hit a little bit because it is timely right now with the coronavirus and just kind of her thoughts on that and um, diving through kind of the female's journey through Ayurveda. So first, I want to kind of throw it over to you, Aturya. And tell us a little bit about your experience with Ayurveda and um, maybe how it came into your life. Thank you, Andrea. It looks like karma chose that I would be working with Ayurveda. So many moons ago, um, five, five plus decades ago, I was born in India. But it was no ordinary family, apparently. They looked like ordinary from inside. But we, have, we are descendants of... Um, the wisdom bearers from our era called the Vedic era in India. So the Vedas are like the spiritual roots of everything that comes out of India in a spiritual context, be it yoga, philosophy, Ayurveda, meditation. And my ancestors have been carrying this legacy. One of our ancestors contributed to the Vedic tradition and to the Vedic writing itself. And so my grandfather, my great-grandfather, these were all renowned sages and teachers of Ayurveda, yoga, and the non-dual wisdom known as Vedanta. So when I was growing up, um, suddenly I was chosen amongst all my male brothers and cousins as the first uh, female lineage holder of this ancient lineage. Wow. And, um, and then again, fate chose that I would not spend a bulk of time in India, but I live in California. But thanks to technology, ability to travel, at least we were able to travel some time ago. Now our lineage has students worldwide and here I am talking to you, you know, uh, just, um, um, I, I, it was not imposed upon me. I kind of fell in love with it. And you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you read my book, Yeah. Lifestyle Wisdom. And I talk about Baba, my guru all the time there. So kind of grew up with uh, like a child. So I like being on a show for mamas mm. because I learned Ayurveda from my grandfather and my mother mm. and um, learned in a traditional way for 14 years. And now mm. I'm a teacher. Mm. Yeah, That's amazing. So if someone's listening and maybe they've heard Ayurveda and they're just like, oh, can you decide, like, just kind of describe what that is to someone who might have heard it or they think they kind of know what it is? Ah, it's like if we went away from our planet and came back and we wanted to know what the hell is life all about <laughs> and how can we be healthy and happy mm. and not just in the body, but in our mind too, in our soul too, and even our senses don't get overwhelmed, then it is the art and science, the divine art and science of health and happiness. It is the sister science of yoga. It, it is universal. It is not just meant for one kind of people who pray a certain way or eat a certain way. It, it's based on universal laws. And that's why despite being 5,000 year old, it's you know making a huge comeback worldwide and it's popular everywhere. And uh, that is what Ayurveda is. But simply put, Ayurveda comes from two words. We can break it up into Ayush and Veda. And Ayusha Veda Ayurveda, we say in our language in Sanskrit, but it is the Veda, the knowledge of Ayush, which means life. Mm -hmm. So it is celebrating the life in you. And how can you really live 
every moment while you're alive and not die with fear and disease. Yes. Oh. I think Ayurveda is a beautiful wisdom that humanity needs. Oh, yes. I love that definition. And I think, um, I mean, it was just all encompassing of everything I've heard and um, know Ayurveda to be. So the next kind of tier to that is someone might be listening. They're like, so what are some like tangible practices that maybe you can put into your life that, you know, people we, you know, describe as being Ayurvedic principles? Yeah. You know, I think a very big principle is like, hey, human being, get over your conceit. You're a natural being. Start living in harmony with mother nature. Mm. You know, I was yesterday, I was on a, I've been teaching a lot online and I was on a podcast and I mentioned that how, um, you know, we think that we have so many relatives, like, you know, with bodies, you know, my uncle, my niece, my dad, my mom, my kid. But the reality is these are all our relatives and our loved ones. But our, our true relative is divine mother, is mother nature. And that is why we feel so good when we spend even few moments in mother nature. And mother nature, Andrea, as you know, as an Ayurveda practitioner and teacher, there are all these laws which are known as the biocircadian rhythm. And interestingly, last year, the Nobel Prize went to somebody who like discovered, quote unquote, the biocircadian rhythms. And I'm like, oh, please get over this, you know, Eurocentric thinking that only because you, you discovered it in a certain language and a modus operandi, that's the truth. This truth has been known to people long time ago. In fact, they have built a whole science called Ayurveda around it. So I would say the biggest tip would be follow the sun and the moon. Wake up with the sun and uh, you know go to bed when the sun starts. Not go to bed like you know lie down, but start calming down your day like the birds and animals do. And eat when the sun is at its peak. And when it's too cloudy, that means your mind's going to get cloudy too. And your digestion will get cloudy too. At that time, you should eat lightly. So, you know, I can go on and on just talking about the laws because, you know, they're huge. But I feel, I felt like we could just, you know, talk about the essence. And mm -hmm. the essence is that we are all like sunflowers. Mm -hmm. And we, are, we don't know this, but we are not wired by the internet. We're not wired mm -hmm. by our technology we are wired by the sun. So follow the sun and then follow the moon too. When the moon is waxing or waning, it influences, especially women. Uh, I mean, it's more evident in women, even though it influences everyone. It influences our emotions. It influences our state of being. And the third thing we wanna follow is just this, uh, this grand connection with something that's really universal, despite all the change in transience, there is something permanent that's holding all this. Similarly, our body and minds are impermanent. They keep changing, aging, decaying, but there is something permanent within us, which in Ayurveda, the Sanskrit word or the, the word is Atma, which literally means Apanoti Iti Sarvam Atma, which literally means you, though your body is bound in a certain frame or color or type of energy, but inside you, there is something boundless and it is permanent. It does not die. It does not age. And so believe it or not, it's amazing, Andrea. This is what makes me such a vowed fan of Ayurveda that 
it addresses all parts of us. So I, I as a spiritual teacher, often ask people to not only respect mother nature, but to also respect your true self, your higher self, your source. So spending time with your spiritual being and with mother nature outside can be pretty awesome, especially right now when we are reeling under Corona. What do you think? Mm, yes. I mean, I can feel that. I grew up uh, on a farm actually, and I, you know, I always was connected to nature, but then as I you know, got older, I slowly kind of lost it. And then now, you know, for the past five years, since I've really been diving back into Ayurveda, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You know, why I'm called back into the woods, you know, why I'm called back into the forest, why I love to visit my family, because it's just wide open space. And I can just be outside for hours. And it just energizes me and just noticing what's going on. And I've also felt the call when you were talking about the moon, you know, one of my passions, you know, and it's been a pull on my heart for probably a year is to really teach people, because I also have a personal training background, um, how to work out with their cycle or with the lunar cycle. And I have been pushing this off and off. And I finally, you know, have allowed it to come in the last few months. And it's been a game changer in terms of having lasting energy and working with some of my clients on this and them being like, wow, this is like a whole new door that's opening if we're starting to really listen to our bodies. And understand it on such a deeper level than, you know, here's a workout, get it done. I don't care how your energy is, you know, that's, that's it. So that's, I mean, I really feel pulled to all of the statements that you were saying. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I can, I can see how just from hearing your words and the way you describe it, it's, you're truly living it. And I guess that's our invitation today, right? To our listeners to really embody this, um, sun and moon aspects of themselves yes. we are part of nature we come from her we return to her so yes some confidence from that too oh yes i want to take us on the journey you know of kind of the female's journey with ayurveda because i know that's something that you know you're passionate about and you know how do how does that look you know going from you know being you know premenstrual through menstruation to menopause time of life you know can you kind of take us through that journey yeah, you know, it's, it's very much the journey of uh, connecting. You know, I want to, okay, let me back off and yeah. say that I'm so happy that I grew up in India where the divine feminine is still alive. 10,000 years ago in the Vedas or the holy texts, we find this description of the divine, the mother God, and then we, it's still alive and known as Shakti, the ultimate power. And we women are embodiments of Shakti. Mm -hmm. And we are the birthers of Shakti. Like, um, so in the divine text in the Vedas, you come across how the male gods, um, you know, were born from that Shakti. So I really love how it turns around the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And then it reminds us women and puts women on a higher status saying that, Look, your embodiments of Shakti, and one of the one of the beautiful attributes of Shakti or power is that it likes to recreate itself. It likes to perpetuate itself, and so our fertility and our womb. Andrea, you're a mother of a four-year-old. I'm the mother of a twenty-six-year-old, and then I have dogs too. You know, it connects us to this mothering principle, and our hormones are and our menstrual cycle 
uh, is very much connected to it. But I personally feel that when menopause happens, because I have counseled countless women with menopause, and sometimes they think that their beauty their, and their, 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 their life's joy is connected to this. But I tell them actually not, because Shakti doesn't go away just because you stop menstruating. It just means that, okay, you don't have to create a physical being anymore. And sometimes after menopause is the best time, like in my life, <laughs> and my creativity is flowing through my higher chakras, you know, mm. through my higher centers. And I've, I've done the job of procreation. I've done the work of nurturing, you know, humans and animals. And I nurture my students worldwide. And that continues. So you can't take the mother away from the original mother, which is Shakti living within us. But at the same time, we must remember that these cycles are very, uh, are part of mother nature's creation. And so in Ayurveda, we never fight it. Like we never try to undo the menopause, but we do try to bring a balance to it, an emotional acceptance to it and a healthy flow through it. So for example, there is an herb, it's made from a root, asparagus racemus, and it is called shatavan. And literally translated, this word shatavari means wife of 100 husbands. Now look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, you know, you can have the kind of sexual organs and, 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 and you know, reproductive organs that can handle 100 husbands. I love that. And they say that shatavari should be taken, um, you know, for menstruating women, pre-menstruation and then post-menstruation until death, because that is a really a great herb to be consumed, uh, you know, as a food supplement. Of course, uh, on a podcast, I don't want to recommend taking a supplement just like that but I would recommend reaching out to people <laughs> like Andrea and others you can recommend who would then mention how much to take, et cetera. So we have herbal support. We have emotional support as in we accept these cycles. And finally, I would say that we always have the spiritual support of knowing who we are, um, you know, an eternal being inside us. Mm. Mm. I want to talk about that spiritual support and, you know, just kind of the emotional, because I think right now there's so many people, you know, with being at home that might have everything just flipped on their head and maybe they feel a little lost right now in terms of what do I want to do with my life? Who am I? You know, maybe they have lost that higher power connection or that spiritual connection. And, you know, they're kind of trying to figure out that fine line and walking themselves maybe through a tough situation as it is for all of us. All of it is change, you know, worldwide. And, you know, what kind of tips around that emotional and spiritual support could maybe you offer for someone who might be feeling a little bit lost right now? I, I hear you. And uh, emotional resilience can occur only when there is some inner anchor. Otherwise, you know, our emotions are like a stormy ocean. And they, we, we step in one wave and then it's another wave and then it's another wave. And so one way to become more resilient is to, to hear what we're talking about because hearing alone revives the memory that I am more, I'm more, I'm an observer of everything that's going on. And then the great Ayurveda tradition tells us that 
you have a body, let's heal that. You have a mind, let's calm that. But remember, there is more to you than just the body and mind and that there is uh, the soul part of you. And this soul is different from the way religions have described it. The science of Ayurveda describes the soul as pure consciousness. And this is not an ordinary consciousness. This is a magical consciousness. This is how you've been able to recreate yourself when everybody didn't believe in you, when people cornered you, when you were, or when life left you alone, there was something that came back in you and you at least desired to move forward because deep down inside you have this inner permission to be like a goddess, to be strong, to be truly powerful. And these memories of power, of clarity, of calmness, and of being anchored come from that soul with a capital S, which I call self dimension in you. And the way we know about the self is most of us forget it, Andrea. We're so busy being worldly beings that we totally forget. This is known as, you know, the spiritual tragedy in the Vedas. But fortunately, just like if somebody has amnesia, a, a psychologist will remind them of things, you know, show them things so that their memory comes back. In the same way, in the Ayurveda tradition, the, the spiritual teacher will remind you and tell you that the reason you seek permanent love is, and you don't want un, not permanent love is because you know permanence deep inside you. The reason you want abiding health is because you know what is abiding inside you. You don't have it verbally, you don't know it cognitively, but you know your inner sense through a, a non-cognitive, non-verbal, intuitive knowing. And I ask you, when you're suffering with all this transience and suffering in the planet today due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I, I ask you to close your eyes more often, put both your hands on your heart chakra, on your heart area, and just trust and just say this one word. I'm a witness of everything that's happening to this planet, to the body, to the mind. I'm just a pure awareness. And awareness does not get modified. In awareness, I see the body. So I'm not the body, I'm the awareness with which I see the body. With awareness, I see my thoughts. So I'm not the thoughts, I'm the awareness that precedes the thoughts. So if I'm pure awareness, then that is contentless. It should not get modified with the contents. It should allow the content to come and go like birds flying in the sky, Andrea. Mm -hmm. But you are the sky. And if you remember this, that I'm the sky, I'm not the birds, then birds can go up and down and, you know, thoughts can go up and down, but you will find greater centering. I think this is all I would like to offer right now for emotional resilience, but it's a huge thing because in the Ayurveda text itself, like from 1 BCE Charak Samhita, the sage Charak says that you are not the body, even though he teaches all about the body, <laughs> but then he says at the end, he says, you're not the body, you're not the mind, you are Sakshi, and Sakshi means you are a witness, you are awareness, you're pure observer. And, and be, be settled in your Sakshi or witnessing nature and become more anchored within. This would be my invitation to our listeners today. Mm. Oh. That was, I mean, that was beautiful. And I think I was going to ask about anxiety, but I feel like you pretty much, I mean, that's what you should do if you're feeling that anxious. Cause I know a lot of people yeah. feel that, you know, right now, but again, I, I think, you know, calming down and coming back in and closing your eyes and just witnessing, 
you know, rather than trying to control and, you know, live in the future. Cause you know, there, we, we can't like right now, it's just, that will make you more anxious. Exactly. Mm. You said it. Yeah. We can truly, oh yeah. I love that word when you said don't control it, because if you control any of the birds in the sky of your mind, it means you've become invested with the birds as the ultimate reality. Mm. So if you're feeling anxiety, let it pass. If you're feeling joy, let that pass. Don't get attached to anything. Try and come more inwards to the observer. Even right now, as you're hearing me, part of you should hear me, but a part of you should observe you hearing me. And that is the real you. And Andrea, it didn't happen right away, but because it's our truth that we are the observer, it doesn't take years and years to get it, you know? Yeah. It happens quickly enough because the return to your own nature is the fastest. In fact, going away from your nature is more excruciating and time-taking. That's why when we are born, I mean, you have a four-year-old, you must be knowing it. Those kids, I mean, at that age, uh, when they have a mindful mother like you, I mean, they're full of their power. Oh, I know. It's amazing. It's only later that society conditions us and we forget. Yeah. I mean, that's where I let them stay up. You know, the full moon was this past week and I let them stay up with me and we danced in the moon and, um, you know, we have one tree in our backyard and we, you know, sat by the tree and we talked about nature and he loves it all. And then the next morning he came downstairs and he was like, mama, thank you so much for letting me stay up late. I really had a good time. And I was like, Oh, I was like, that is so precious. You know, just little thing. Sometimes Mothers get so caught up in like 7 p.m. is your bedtime. They're going to become like Hitlers. Yes. But you let him have an experience of his own spirituality. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh. yeah I, I, I think, you know, I kind of want to explore next is just kind of talking and kind of, you know, wrapping up the conversation of, you know, if maybe you know, bringing it back to this current time, because I think it's probably most beneficial right now is just, what might be some, you know, because I think there, I've seen a lot where people are posting like, here, take this, do this. But at the end of the day, you know, what would be your top suggestion for people to do to just maybe come back to themselves or, you know, maybe it is, hey, get more rest or drink more water. Is there anything that you would say at this time is most needed, maybe universally? Because we talked a lot about the spiritual aspects, I would like to um, mention a more tangible, you know, thing that we can do right now with the corona, and that is to consume the supplement of the herb called it's a spice really called turmeric. Mm-hmm. And turmeric uh, is our immunity enhancing agent, and it is anti-infection. In fact, it is the number one herb now being studied. Um, for its anti-cancer benefits and so many other things. You just have to, you know, um, do an online search in turmeric and you'll come across all its benefits. And I would say you can either sprinkle turmeric on your stir fry, your veggies or your meats, or better yet, you can swallow a one-fourth teaspoon of turmeric powder without adding anything else. Don't go buy all the new stuff out there of do this and do that. Just Mm. take just swallow that spice. It's a little bitter, but not, not terrible. It's more like metallic in taste. Stick it in your mouth and have it. It can even be taken by children, small amounts, but I would 
cook that for the, in their food for them. And the turmeric will help you is what I want to say. And you might notice that even your skin's looking better or your acne is calmed down or your inflammation is less. So there can only be side effects of health with turmeric. Mm. And probably that's the reason, Andrea, you know, I come from a country which is not financially very well off due to 1,000 years of, you know, colonialism. Yeah. It used to be once a very rich and prosperous country. Mm. But um, I want to say that, I've, you know, I've, I, I come from a small town. I've lived in villages, worked there, and I... People are not as unhealthy, and that could, one of the reasons could be these Ayurvedic spices. That's part of their everyday routine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was having that conversation with one of my clients whose husband is um, originally from India, and you know his family. She's like, no, it's just it's a different different things going on there. So it's it's always interesting for me to see. Oh, and India's handling this so much better. Yes, I know. That's why I'm I like, know. man, why, yeah. what's going on here? And we can't get it together. Even China had exported packets of turmeric from India. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, turmeric is the deal. And please buy it. Make sure it's organic. And mm -hmm. you, you can't go wrong with it, is what I want to say. Mm. Yes. And I just did actually took a well, teaspoon of it the last week. And it is a little, it's a little, a lot if you haven't taken it before, but yeah. it is doable. You can do it. It is doable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. takes a few tries before you're like, okay, kind of get in that groove. Yeah, and I do want to say that when you're cooking with it, don't heat too much. It's going to distort the taste of your food. What mm -hmm. I would say, say if you're cooking for two people, one eighth of a teaspoon is enough in your whatever you're cooking. Mm, that's and good to know. Just a little at a time is enough. We need it in nanoparticles, and that should do it. Mm. Don't let it make your food all bitter and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I usually always add it to most of the like, cauliflower rice I've been doing a lot of. And so I always warn my husband, I'm like, don't worry, you won't be able to taste it. And he's very picky. And so for anyone who's like, it's going to turn it, you know, slightly yellow, trust me, my husband is one of the pickiest eaters I know, and he will eat it and does not complain. So if you're worried. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so I want to know if people are like, how can I work with Shunya? Like, where can we find you? And I know you have um, your alchemy through Ayurveda course. And, you know, tell us a little bit about that as well. Thank you. So when my practice took off and my book became top 10 books in alternative medicine, and in general, I have so much going on that I realized that I could not do one-on-one -on -one anymore. That's why I'm always happy to meet practitioners like yourself. Mm. And more power to you, more shakti to you. Mm. But then what I did was that I've been noticing these miraculous changes in countless people at this point, thousands, who were studying with me. So I put over a decade of experience and, and knowledge and success rate into this course called Alchemy with Ayurveda. And it's a one-year course that people can take online and just by doing this course, I activate health because my belief is that health is lying dormant in you because of who you are deep inside. Health is what you crave and health is your true nature. And so instead of fighting disease, I tend to teach and speak things on the body, mind, senses, and soul and actual tangible things to do, which takes a year. It's a responsible course. It can be done in a few weeks you know, four classes a month at the minimum. And then people um, have been experiencing such amazing health, like people who've suffered from years with digestive problems or inflammation or 
and uh, you know, or uh, multiple sclerosis, or when you name it, big conditions, small conditions, people seem to rise above it. And I was like, oh my God, this knowledge is amazing. Mm. So I put it together and kind of relieved because then now I, even if I die, I have this, <laughs> this legacy from my guru and this, this blessing from, from Divine Mother and I put it out there. So I hope if your listeners are interested, they could always check it out on my website. I'm sure you'll put it there, but it's really myname.com, Acharya, A-C-H-A-R-Y-A, Shunya.com. And uh, you'll find everything there. And there's a lot of other free stuff, like more free stuff than anything, because that's, you know, the services where I come from. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is that people have this knowledge. So I want to say, Andrea, that I put out a 14-page booklet on how to use turmeric and other such things for Corona. And if you wanted, you could put that out for our listeners. Oh, yes. That would be great. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. And I, one quick question about your uh, Alchemy Through Ayurveda course. Would that be for anyone? So if they're listening, if they're brand new to Ayurveda, would that, some, would that be something they could do? It is for brand new people. Okay, actually. perfect. Perfect. But I, I just want to put that out there too, that I mean, I have practitioners doing this because it's not so much for, it's for activating their own well-being. Okay. So I have lots of Ayurveda practitioners, doctors from India, and medical doctors from this country, and nurses who've been attracted to this course because it's like a, it's like an experiential journey that I facilitate. So I love it. No worries. Anybody can join this. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I know I was like, I'm kind of interested in it myself as well, since now I'm, you know, finished up and I have You should check it out. And I also have like three long in-depth videos. When you go there and check it out, there are these three videos that are going to tell you where this class is going and they're informative. And you as a practitioner will really know what, um, what is a traditional teacher like me bringing to, you know, what is not available other places. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you. So I have one final question and I always like to um, throw this out to the guests when I have guests on, but I always give the listeners a weekly challenge. And then when I have guests on, I have you throw out the challenge to everyone for the upcoming week. So what would you like that challenge to be for everyone this week? Every morning when you wake up, plan the night before and the first thought in your mind should be, I am invincible. Hmm. Let this be your challenge. Just this one thought, I am invincible, and touch your heart at that time. You will evoke hidden powers within you. This will strengthen your immunity. This will strengthen the way you deal with people and relationships, and you'll just have a better day overall. Mm, Thank you. That is a new one for us, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show, Andrea. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Shunya. I cannot wait to share this with everyone. I know there's gonna be so many insights. So thank you again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.